giant size number one. <laughs> hey, he might listen to see. If <laughs> Same, be ready for that. Be ready on a good note. No, I knew that. He, he was looking it up. No, I just had to double check the writer. And you know how surprising that be just to get a text from She's like, I like the change. That's right. What? At least he's listening. He's listening. Uh, okay, let's go ahead and get started. Welcome back, everyone. It's been a while. We've been gone for a month, but welcome back to another episode of Escaping Podcast. The best podcast in Colorado Springs when it comes to all things geek, nerdy, and everything in between. And by everything in between, he means that last month. Where were we? In your hearts, hopefully. But we are back. We are here with a vengeance. This is part one in the series for our Black History Month. We, uh, we're excited to do a little bit more series-based stuff for you, and this is just the start. As always, I am Daniel. Across from me, as always, my ever-faithful companion, companion, partner, whatever the fuck the word is. Kells for show, a.k.a. Malcolm at Xavier. Wow. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's kind of a Magneto and a Martin blend, yeah. You party. Yeah, you gotta be best of both worlds, baby. And uh, joining us today is a co-host you may know from a new show, Yo, where the caption's at. It is Roscoe Tenkoya. You know who it is. Hello, everybody. God, that voice is so smooth and silky, it puts me at ease every time. You know, I might get into uh, some ASMR. <laughs> and we've also got as a, uh, a special Black History Month guest. You know him, you love him, Randall yes. Bell. Yeah, I know a lot about the black community. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it wouldn't have felt right without me on this episode, That's so I right. appreciate it. Yeah, you're, exactly. you're, you're one of the good ones. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You always yeah. need a white ally. Yeah. Yes, yes. Don't Y'all fuck. heard about Joaquin Phoenix, right? Yes, no, I did not. Oh, he said no. he uh, he part of the problem. We need more blacks in the movie industry out here. Word. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was saying for uh, white allies to finally step up and actually start doing some real stuff. Yes. Instead of when just, did he say this? Um, when he accepted his award. Oh, okay. Yeah, I ain't, and if you realize, too, so a lot of the cast and the Joker were all black besides mm-hmm. the Joker and the Wayne. Yeah. Everybody else. More or less. They were the people who true, lived true. in the city. True. Exactly. Yeah. Gotham That's City true. for the ghetto. R. Kelly gave us that track. <laughs> like the girl was black and then his like, <laughs> girl. <laughs> the, the girl who didn't exist. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, she was real. She was that Joker dream girl. Yes. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today we're starting with Marvel as we uh, go forward in this series. And uh, guys, we, we, we each took some characters to you know take some time to learn about. Kelsey, tell me about one of yours. Okay, so the first character I'm going to talk about is the greatest female superhero of all time, Marvel's first black female superhero. And I'm pretty sure she is the first female black superhero in Comic Doom. And that's going to be Storm or Monroe. Um, she debuted in Giant Size X-Men number one, written by Lynn Wynn and drawn by the late, great Dave Cockrum. Mm. And initially, she was actually going to be well, she was like an amalgamation of two characters. Her character was going to be the first black cat who had the ability to change into different animal forms, most most notably a black panther, mm-hmm. things of that nature. And then there was going to be a male counterpart. I believe his name was going to be Storm or Thunderbolt or something like that. And he was going to be the more weather I want to just say it was Thunderbolt. It was Thunderbolt, something like yeah, this. Yeah. But then they decided like, to keep the female design but just to scrap the, the male angle. And that's how we got Storm. Oh, and her history is it, it's so good. It's so good, and it's deep, and it's rich, and it's it's been recon here and there, most notably her relationship with Black Panther. But you're gonna touch upon that a little yeah, more later, yeah. Daniel. But um, she started off in the comic books. It's just a young little thief in Cairo. No, I take that back. She uh, no no no. She did start in the, She did start as a young kid, a street urchin. Yeah, this was Aladdin. 
Um, she pickpocketed um, Charles Xavier, and then he realized like she was a mutant, and they was actually being, um, they were working for the Shadow King at yes. the time. Farouk, I can't think of his last name, but he had all these. <laughs> He just had these band of these orphans, and they would just go out there and steal and right. rob from him, bring back all the riches from all the like the travelers. He was their favorite, exactly, exactly. So that and that also um, ties into the origin of the Shadow um, King, which is one of S Man's um, greatest um, rivals. Foes, A lot of cool villains. stories there too, exactly. And it is it is really cool when you see him pop up in uh, later X Men stories. The way it affects um, Storm, exactly. And sometimes it's debilitating, and other times she gets that like Tempest Fury, where yes. she's like, "No, we're gonna kill him this time." And don't stand in my way. And exactly. And if you watch the S Man anime series back in the day, Shadow King was in one of the most prominent um, episodes involving Storm. And also, you get to find out that's where her um, claustrophobia come from because her parents died when the house collapsed on top of them while they was in Cairo. So that's where she get that frit from. And after that, like her and Xavier um, went their separate ways after Xavier beat the Shadow King because he sealed them off in the astral plane. But then, as a young teenager and a young woman growing up on the in Kenya, where she's from, she would start her powers develop, and she started to be treated as a goddess, mm-hmm. a literal goddess. She had worshippers. She had a whole tribe, and people like gave her everything she needed. But then, she kind of fell fell out of love with that life, and that's around the same time that Charles Xavier had recruited her to become a part of the X Men. And then, right in between that time. Is also when she met um, T'Challa back in the day. Right, but uh, when he recruits them, that's the second group. Well, at the time, it was the second group of X-Men that we saw come forward. Eventually, there was a... Technically, yeah. it was the third group, yes. but to the readers... Canonically, it's third, yes. but uh, chronologically, yes. from the books to yes. then, it was the second. Exactly, before the retcon, because the original group of X-Men, the original five, got trapped on this living island of Kokoa. Krakoa, you say? Yes, Krakoa. The Krakoa. <laughs> it's in Giant Size X-Men number one. That's yes. the first mission they yes, go Yes, the on first together. mission mm-hmm. after they got recruited. Because Cyclops somehow escapes. Then he tells Xavier about this. So him, Mora, and Xavier recruit right. a new international squad of if I'm mutants. If I'm remembering it correctly, Cyclops is all busted. Yeah. And he comes in and he's just like, they're dead! Like, boom, boom, out of nowhere. How did he get back? <laughs> we don't Nobody know knows. <laughs> I, I, I know it's not a, a black character, but one of the things I do appreciate is how so many people think Wolverine took so long to be turned to the side of the X-Men, yeah. when really it was three panels, yeah. where you know Xavier meets him and he's like, hey, you're a freelance guy, why not come work for me and make your own rules? And he's like, that sounds swell. And that's it. And There's that's no it. big conflict. He's just like, I, I don't, don't want to do that. Because he didn't even yeah. really want to be with Department H anymore either. No, he didn't. Especially it's when he started remembering his Canadian, past and shit. like, what is it? The Canadian, Canadian CIA. military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Canadian CIA. Right. Yes. And it's like literally like the, the sequence of panels like in Giant Size Number 1 whenever he joins the X-Men <laughs> is like him getting home from a mission. That's it. And, and <laughs> the Canadian CIA or whatever is like, hey, you got to fucking do what we say. <laughs> and Wolverine's like, uh, you know what? I'm just gonna join the X Men. Yeah, Fuck yeah, this like Canadian good... shit. Thanks, Prof. Let's yeah. go. He's like, well, okay. yeah, I'll just go with you. Uh, so with Storm, this is her, her first time was saving the other X Men, but she did stick around and now was a staple. Even led the X Men a few times. Yes, there was the first prominent leader um, after Cyclops. She even fought fought Cyclops for leadership of the X Men. Depowered after 
I can't remember exactly what the event was, but she had no powers, and she still beat Cyclops' ass and took leadership. Because yeah. Cyclops always had this thing, too, depending on how things were with him and um, Gene, he would just leave. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, I'm done. I don't need this too much stress. Which is exactly the kind of fickle behavior you're, you want in a leader. Exactly. And the same thing with Madeline Pryor. Because mm-hmm. that might be in the same time that shit happened, too, with the whole Goblin Queen shit. But no, no, I'll take that back because Goblin Queen happened during X-Factor's run. But the whole Madeline Pryor being the clone of Gene and having um, Cable as his son, mm-hmm. that whole spiel. It's so fucking complicated, man. You could watch daytime TV and get a simpler uh, plot line. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Ross, what about you, man? Uh, Boom. What's a, what's a character that you picked for this one? I chose uh, the first uh, black superhero to be created by Marvel via uh, and an American comics. That would be a Power Man, aka Luke Cage. Okay, just to be a little more specific. Luke Cage is the first African American superhero. Yes, yes. The first yes. black superhero, however, was Black Panther, but yes. he's not American. Yes. yes, he's just straight African. True, true. Because somebody out there be like, "Wait a minute!" Like, no. <laughs> yeah, I was about to be that person. Yeah, like, I was about to freak. Like yeah. my notes are all are all wrong then. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he was uh, created by four people: Archie uh, Goodwin, okay, uh, Greg Tsaku, okay. I'm hoping I pronounced that last. Ah, they're probably right. dead. Uh, Roy Thomas <laughs> and John uh, Ramita Senior. Oh, oh John Ram- shit, yeah. Ramita Senior. Oh, yeah, Ramita Junior still does work, but yeah. I don't like his art nowadays. I don't like his. It's, it works on certain birds like the Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass, it was fine. Was fine but, other, than, yeah. other than that, I was like, oh, he's drawing this. Ugh. Yeah, I remember the senior had, had a better go at it. Yes. So uh, uh, who is Luke Cage? Uh, an ex-con who got charged for a crime that he never committed, became uh, a test subject for, it wasn't the ward, warden, but it was somebody that worked in the jail facility, but I don't know why they had a scientist at the jail facility. Because, man, it's, 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 yeah, it's shady, shady and it's shady also horrible. Business. And, and was it Rotson who was behind that? I believe so. I want to say so. It's like one of those. Well, and I mean, <laughs> you've got this guy who didn't do the crime and he's going in there. And it's crazy to me because that never happens here in the real world. Oh, <laughs> never? Yeah, what no, you... no. People of color are never are never accused of stuff they didn't do. That's bullshit. <laughs> Just to put them behind bars to get more free labor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, he gets experimented on, and what, what, what's the outcome of that? Uh, superpowers as in uh, indestructible, unbreakable skin. Okay. I shouldn't say in, indestructible. Um, and he takes his time, breaks out of jail, uh, undergoes a new name. Has a kick-ass headband. uh, Tiara. Respected. (laughs) Then becomes a hero for hire and goes around New York fighting a crime and helping out the citizens and teaming up with superheroes such as the Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, his uh, most notable... His most noticeable partner, Iron Fist. I was going to say, you can't talk about Luke Cage without talking about Danny Rand. To be honest, most of my knowledge from Luke Cage is because of Iron Man and Power Fist. And just their team up and their adventures. You mean Power Man and Iron Fist? I mean Power Man and Iron Fist. (laughs) Iron Man and Power Fist is an X-rated parody that you can look up. (laughs) uh, Power Fist, Power Bottom. (laughs) No, no. Power Fist, Iron Bottom. Iron Man (laughs) and the Mandarin's Power Fist. (laughs) And the Ten Reams that get lost in your ass. The Ten Reams. The Ten (laughs) Reams. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. No, Iron Bottom and Power Fist. That's, That's it. 
that's 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 what it is. <laughs> but he uh, later retires from the job because uh, him and Jessica Jones get married and have a little girl. Oh, and that's one of those yeah. things where you don't see a lot of is interracial relationships that early on in comics yeah. or in media, and you know it, it's. <laughs> I mean, it's such a good team up. You've got her who is super strong and can kind of fly, kind of do that like that weird Hulk jump. jump thing, almost yeah. kind of like a um, warpath. Yes, yes. Like, does warpath fly? Or and then you've got uh, you know uh, Luke Cage, who's also super powerful, unbreakable skin, and it's uh, kind of like what we talked about with Michelle before. Who could take the pace? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> somebody gotta be able to take it. <laughs> but yo, that is true. That is true. And there's been a lot more interracial superhero coupling ever since. I think Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, I ain't going to say they, they got it popping, but that's the most notable. They definitely got notable. something moving yeah. there. Yeah, just off the top of the dome. Because I don't think Namor and Susan Storm counts because they were never a couple, but they had that right, right. that relationship. But then after you know you had um, you after you had Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, you got um, Spider-Gwen and Miles. They shipping that shit. Man, I love that shit. I love that I, shit. I'm, I'm about that. Lie. Hell yeah. After the movie, I'm, they made me just be like, yeah, you might as well ship them. <laughs> then you even had Wolverine and Storm for a little bit. That, that was great. That was an amazing movie. T'Challa was pissed. He was like, out of everybody. Yeah, why why, did it have why to be you gotta him? be this nasty little furball? Mm, and she goes, because he's not you. Sam Wilson <laughs> and, um, no, no, my fault. Rhodey and um, Carol Danvers. Rhodey and Carol Danvers, but you're also missing the closest one to uh, Luke and Jessica. In the future, it's Danny and Misty Knight. See, I didn't. I didn't think about that because they did get to go. Uh-huh. I'm reading a lot and, of, and there's yeah. a lot of future ones where they're like, "Oh, you're 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 their kid." Yeah, and it's because mm. I'm more like Colleen Wynn and Danny after watching the series because that little relationship was popping. When we don't everybody... talk about that show. Well, it's I do because everybody got iron fist in that show. Motherfucker. <laughs> we all got show. iron fisted watching it. No, the second season was definitely better than the first one, but, <laughs> but the first one was still like it didn't take much to be better. <laughs> well, let, let me go ahead and go go to one of mine that I have for today. Uh, it's Falcon, Sam Wilson, who, if you don't know, is going to be the next Captain America. Sam, snap, Wilson. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the snap. Okay, don't fault. you worry, okay, don't you worry. Fault. I didn't mean to step uh, on your Sam toes. Wilson was first introduced <laughs> in Captain America 117. This was 1969, uh, created by Stan Lee and uh, Gene Colan. So um, <laughs> he was just originally some guy who was... Uh, Doing his thing, hustling people, a professional criminal, which Kelsey claims is what a pimp is. No, he was a pimp. <laughs> he pimp was on his resume. So he <laughs> he's bo- he was born in Harlem to a preacher. Uh, he told his parents that he thought they were ignorant because of their faith, and instead of like being like, "No, we'll pray for you," his parents get him all these books on different religions and say, "Hey, you know what? Go look for yourself. See what works for you," which is crazy and. Like, especially for that time, too. But uh, then I think it was the next day his dad gets uh, killed trying to break up an argument between two people in a park. Then two years later, his mom gets shot by someone trying to mug her. And he says he's done with his life. He moves to L.A. and becomes Snap Wilson. <laughs> now, tell me about Snap Wilson, Kelsey. He was a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was the 70s, so there's was a lot of that black sportation. Like, so if you was a black character, you had to be, like, an ex-drug dealer, criminal a pimp or maybe some type of former athlete at some point in time. Because <laughs> we had a lot of former athletes. I believe, not to bring up DC right now, but Black Lightning, he was a former athlete. Uh, Cyborg. Cyborg, also another former athlete. And Marvel, I believe, Triathlon, we ain't talked about him yet, but he was a former athlete. Former athlete. the name. Yeah, yeah. So it was like one of those things, too. 
far as his early work, I'm not that familiar because I'm not a Falcon guy. It was kind of hard to be a Falcon guy yeah. because he was just sidekick to Captain America for exactly. so long. So he, as Snap Wilson, he was going to... Um, uh, he was on a flight to an island to go do some drug shit. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crash lands on, uh, <laughs> he crash lands on, uh, Exile Island. And, uh, that's where he meets Captain America. That's where he gets his bond with Red Wing. Um, the Red Skull was there doing all, some, all sorts of shady shit. Erased his Snap Wilson background. Fused him with, uh, me- mentally with the bird, Red Wing. Using the cosmic cube, then oh, that's how that changes his history oh. so that he's helping people try to build a better life. He meets Captain America, and it's it's cool, but he just becomes Captain America's sidekick for so long. Then you flash forward to April of 1999, and Cap goes missing. He's he's believed he's, he's believed dead, and Falcon takes up the mantle for the first time. Everyone is really pissed off about the most recent one, yeah. and what we're seeing in um, you know the movies and the new show. Yeah. But he's been Captain America before. Word. It's not the first time. It's kind of like how um, the first female Captain Marvel was Monica Rambeau, yeah. a black woman. Before. And everyone's like, oh, a woman who's Captain Marvel? Yeah, this is like the third one. Exactly. And not even counting it. Shazam either. Not even counting Shazam. But my main issue is not the fact that Sam Wilson was Captain America. Like, I don't care. Yeah. You can have whoever you want to be Captain America. I was just more so on the movie standpoint concerned about the fact that He's been Captain America far less than Steve Rogers has been Captain America. So it's just concerning. Like, why are you going to take out Steve Rogers just to replace him with a temporary Captain America? Because we know it's not going to last. But then again, it could We last don't know. Uh, the MCU, a, MCU takes own, a lot of liberties. Yeah, it's his own universe. I'm fine with alternate universe and timelines. So they might keep him as Captain of the movies forever. Or they might find out, find a better candidate. Like, maybe even... um. Peggy, not Peggy Carter, but uh, her his her niece, um, Sharon Carter. I almost said Linda Carter. Word that war suit, she was a Wonder Woman. <laughs> but even if like Sharon Carter or like in that possible timeline, like, their daughter ends up being American Dream. Some in ways MCU to universe. do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm not gonna be too mad at that because the original Captain America was black, also because. Well, yeah. I mean, but what I'm hoping for is with Falcon Cap, we get that comic accurate. He's still got the shield, but with the goggles and the wings, because he's still Falcon, and seeing him fly around is so great. Yes. Those wings actually were made for him by Black Panther in the comics. Because he was just kind of running around with some fake, like, you know, cotton. Even though Tony Stark had the Avengers and all this (laughs) shit, you can't get Falcon any better wings to fly And Black Panther's like, hey, do you want to fly? Do you you actually (laughs) want to do this stuff? And he's like, yes, come on. This is my whole stick. So, what is that, 1979, he finally is able to fly, uh, but he quits the Avengers because he tells them he doesn't want to be their token black guy. Mm. He's like, you know what, I'm not seeing a whole lot of variety here, and I think it's just me. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm out. What year is that? 1979. Oh, yeah, yeah right before the 80s, right before yeah. he hit all this golden age stuff. Yeah, no. Uh, he was out and uh, created his own little team of heroes to work in the city and do uh, real work, as mm-hmm. he called it, instead of the Avengers having to answer the big time stuff. He's like, this little stuff matters more. So he resigns from the Avengers. Uh, years later, he does go back to working with Captain America, even to the point of... Um, after Civil War. He's part of the Secret Avengers. And then when Cap dies, he decides to register because he looked up to, you know, the man, Captain America, so much. This is his partner. This is who he believed in, which made it so much worse after he became Captain America a second time 
when the events of Secret Empire happened. And Cap was revealed to be a Hydra agent, so he, you know, didn't want the shield anymore. But eventually he comes back at the end of Secret Empire with the shield as the real Captain America to bust down Hydra Cap and bring back Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. It's it's really cool, but the most recent stuff with him as Cap really tackled a lot of issues of give back the shield, not my Captain America. I don't want a black Captain America. These uh, groups of Americops coming forward and... Ah, it tackled so many issues about racism and cops being used for just senseless violence. You didn't see that a lot in comics, but it, it was kind of huge. Yeah. That's was it in the 80s? No, 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 it was, it was, it was recent. 2014. Because yeah, the cops oh, okay. were created in this country for senseless violence. The police state was created to round up slaves, whether they were free or not, after the slaves were free. That were the police initial job was to round up slaves. Then after that, they create a narrative of them being violent predators, mm-hmm, rapists, mm-hmm. lazy, this, that, and the third, which is still ridiculous because how can a race of people be lazy when they literally built the country for free? <laughs> so it's like maybe they didn't want to work no more. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, it, it's like uh, when um, you do a lot of work and you, no one sees it, but then you take a break and then uh, they start beating you uh, systematically and locking you up. Yeah, for centuries. <laughs> like when... Uh, the new like Sam Wilson Captain America shit came out was yeah. that 2014? It was 2014. Yeah. And, like yeah. the first like story arc was like the immigration. Yes, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The, the, the kid who was turned into the hybrid Falcon, right. and uh, people are like, "Oh, Captain America dealing with immigrants and with Mexican people." Blah, he's a black man. And then and then socialism. <laughs> and then the writer. Everybody um, needs a champion. The writer's like, "Okay, fine. You guys hate this. You guys say he's not your Captain America," and leaned into that storyline, and oh. Just seeing Sam Wilson get so fed up because he is now the face of this country as far as superheroes go, and no one is taking it seriously. Mm. It's not my Captain America. Yeah, the give back the shield stuff. Just and, like with Watchmen, not my Watchmen. Like, oh, yeah. They don't watch. They, yeah, they man. don't watch it. They sound <laughs> on a great storyline. For reals. Uh, Kelsey, or, well, actually, Randy, did you have a, a character you want to talk about? Um, you know, I've, we've been trying to think, and you got, as you already mentioned, Black Panther. Well, we, we haven't really covered Black Panther. We mentioned it. Okay. Well. I've got some notes here. What about, like, the Prowler? <laughs> oh. So not necessarily a hero, hero, but. For sure. Like not the worst kind of villain you have. Right. What about War Machine? War Ooh. Machine. Uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that's all of them, right? <laughs> no, it's fine. It's not a lot. Brother Voodoo. Blade. <laughs> Black Panther. That's Storm, all I want. That's all I want. Fuse. Um, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I got like, at least 20 of them right now. I was about to say. Yeah. That's not all of them. No, that's How 20. When there's like 37 white Million. kids that are superheroes, <laughs> but there are only 20 black superheroes in Marvel. It's not a lot. Yeah, it's not a lot. You, you could argue that Wakanda has a whole nation of people who are potentially heroes. Right. But, they, but that's a whole other subject. That's a they whole really other dive into. Um, As far as like. Black heroes that I've personally read and stuff like that. Well, I read a lot of '90s X-Men stuff, mm-hmm. so like there's like Bishop, Bishop, so you know. Cool. But the thing is that I like have experience like reading comics with uh, black characters. Is that like it doesn't really matter? Like they never, they rarely ever bring it up. For the most part, the stuff that I've read, you right, know, right. it's just like yeah, like he just happens to be black they don't like you know he's a hero yeah, yeah it's a but superhero I know, like, book which is kind of how it should be yeah, for right. most of them like it's uh, they're super which is basically what it is for the most part but I know like Black Panther like Stan Lee specifically did create Black Panther to 
as part of like as a creative input as a result of like the civil rights movement in the 60s oh, yeah. and all that well and, and with black panther his his name came um like the name for black panther originally came about three or four months before the black panther party was um formed so everyone's like, oh, well, it was created because of that. But no, it was I created know. before that. Exactly. There was even a point in, um, what was it, ni- after 1966, 1967, um, Stan Lee, he's like, we got to change his name. So they tried to use Black Leopard. And before mm-hmm. that, he was going to be the Cold Tiger as well. Yes, he was. And, they was thinking about, and I think they switched him back to Cold Tiger for a hot second. For like Same thing with uh, Black Leopard. They tried it, yeah. and everyone's like, this is bullshit. We don't want Black Leopard. That's we a already know what he name. is, because Black Leopards are just Black Panthers. Yes. So, uh, or technically, I guess it's Black <laughs> Jaguars, which is a whole other thing. So they, they did that for a little bit, and um, with Black Panther... It, they they gave him a lot of cameos leading up to him finally having his own title. And his own title didn't even come until, uh, what was it, Jungle Adventure? Jungle Action, uh, number 15? Word. And that was what is arguably one of the uh, Marvel's first graphic novels. It was a story yes. from start to finish, Panther's Rage. And um, it was said of it that it, it was, you know... Uh, uh, an overlooked and underrated classic, as well as arguably the most tightly written superhero epic ever. The mm. fact that it crossed over as much as it did and was a condensed story, a complete story from start to finish, it's kind of cool that it was Black Panther to do that first because he's so instrumental in what the Marvel Universe is now. Wow. Of course he'd have one of the best stories. Exactly. Was that the one when he fought the Klan? Or yeah. Was that, the second that, one? that was yeah. the second part, yeah. So yeah. You Pan- gotta black, black Panther you versus gotta the Klan. fight the Klan. That's like Cobra Commander of the U.S. <laughs> for the black people. Oh, my God. <laughs> so he first showed up in uh, uh, Fantastic Four number 52, but when he got his own series that wasn't Jungle Action and was Black Panther... Jack Kirby had just come back to Marvel, and they gave him this, uh, you know, title. Yeah, he's like, no, I, I wanted new characters. I'm not doing this, and left after like, did he draw twelve issues? Fantastic Four fifty two. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And he knew the character. Yeah. Okay, right, right. But uh, nope. he he Co-creator. left after that, and then when Volume Two, the second, uh, you know, uh, for Black Panther came, it really got a life of its own, and his character wasn't based off of what it was to all these other heroes. But instead, you started to see more of what Wakanda was, what kind of technologies he had, and from there you grew into, oh, this guy's smarter than Tony Stark. Yes. Holy shit! This guy, mm-hmm. this guy is an actual scientist, and he's not drinking all the time. Exactly, because mm-hmm. this the thing too. Black Panther was Batman before Batman. Yes. Before Batman was like, I got a device for this, or I got a contingency plan for everybody underneath the sun. Black Panther whole thing when he debuted in Fantastic Four was I created all these elaborate devices and pitfalls specifically designed to take out each member of the Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah. And he did that. And Reed Richards was already the smartest man in the world, but he mm-hmm. wasn't prepared for that. But then eventually, you know, they came to realize what it was all about. But at the end of the day, that just showed you how capable of a person that Black Panther was intellectually yes. and um well- that's strategy wise. That's one of the things. You have someone like Namor who the Fantastic Four have been up against and they know how a ruler thinks. And then you got someone like Tony Stark from the Avengers and you know how a genius thinks. Exactly. But when you combine those two together and it's a genius and someone who has to run a nation, you've got a deadly adversary or an amazing ally. Exactly. And on that, one of the richest or the richest nation in Marvel, but technically makes T'Challa the richest man in the world yes. also. Vibranium is that alloy that you can't get anywhere else besides Wakanda and the Savage Land in, in Antarctica. But that's kind of like, um, what is it called? Unstable uh, Vibranium or Anti-Vibranium? Yeah, uh, well, uh, Unobtainium. <laughs> no, no, it was, it was basically Vibranium, but it's like 
the B B grade, which is still better than oh, everything yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, Wakanda. I, I can't wait to see what happens in the next Black Panther movie. Oh yeah. Which I don't know if we were going to touch on movies today so much, but if you guys have heard, there's rumors that Craven the Hunter is going to be the next villain for Black Panther. Yeah, because Ryan Coogler won him for the first movie. Yeah. But then I heard Ooh. word that Jason Momoa is also interested in playing the character, so that'd be interesting. That's if they fine. Go Bring him in. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But if he's from Wakanda too, it makes sense that he could track the Black Panther because he's been trained. Right. Then right. he could go into like T'Challa's upbringing and show him and Craven learning the uh, yeah, tracking yeah. abilities too, because. On the episode where yo where the captions at, we're gonna be talking more about the Black Panther and we're gonna get more details with that there because there's a lot of little details that I wanna see them expand upon in the sequel that they didn't really touch upon in the first one. Absolutely. Yes. So I know you had another character that you wanted to talk about before we switch to the next topic. Yeah, that would be one Mr. Miles Morales, arguably one of the most popular not only black superheroes that have been created in the um, last decade or two. But just heroes in general. He is definitely blowing up all over exactly. the place. Man. He's half black, right? Yes, yeah. he's yes. A half black and half Puerto Rican. He's an Afro Latino, and all Afro Latinos are black. And a lot of, there's a whole strife in the Latin community about being of African descent, <laughs> because um, in that culture, just like in a lot of places in the world, the darker you are, the more um, less of a person people treat you. They devalue you. Um, the lighter skin people are always held up on a higher pedestal and if you have a darker skin you're felt to feel inferior and that has a lot to be said too in the Latino community because mm-hmm. a lot of um, Latin people are very dark darker than myself and Ross put together oh my god yeah it's... like so it's kind of nonsensical when people have that type of ideology but it is what it is but um, back to Miles people that don't know that's uh, called colorism <laughs> that too <laughs> There's a thin line between colorism and racism. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's, very they're, they're kissing cousins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they kissing cousins. But um, yeah. So Miles Miles was created in 2011. He actually debuted in Ultimate Fallout number four, um, created by Brian Michael Bendis because um, Bendis also has um, adopted black kids, so he felt like there's not a lot of representation for them as well in the community. So Seizures. back when, before Andrew um, Garfield was cast as Spider-Man, mm-hmm. there was like suggestions about who should play P- Spider-Man. And Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino, was like, I want to be Spider-Man. Because somebody was like, hey, how about Donald Glover? He's on Community. He's kind of nerdy. And how well did that go over? It didn't go well oh, at all. The racist statements flew out the window. <laughs> and it was just like one of those things, too. It was just like, well, Spider-Man can't be black because he likes science. Right, yeah. It, like, it, it, was, it wasn't It was even, like, subtly Tyson. racist. Exactly. It was just like, well, how could a smart, you know, individual be a black man? Exactly. Like, wait, these are movies. They could look like, he could look like whoever he wants That's to look right. like. So, um, Mark Bernardin, if you're familiar with Kevin Smith's podcast, he's his co-host on there, who's also a writer. He is black, and he wrote a whole uh, piece about why Spider-Man should totally be um, black. It worked. And then that um, article caught the attention of Brian Michael Bendis. And he's like, huh. Yeah. Well, I'm, work- yeah. Yeah, I'm working on Ultimate, um, uh, the Ultimate Spider-Man right now. It's an ult- alternate universe. Um, the 1610. So he just took it upon himself. Like, yeah, there's a whole generation of kids that are reading comic books that don't look like Peter Parker. That look nothing like Peter Parker either. And there's no reason for them not to feel like they can't be Spider-Man. So that's how the idea of Miles came about. 
Well, and it became its own story in such a way that you had the Peter Parker mythos, and yes. instead of it uh, trying to replicate it, it's like, no, that happened. Here's a new story. Exactly. And it wasn't just like Peyton, uh, Peyton uh, color swap of Peter Parker. Yeah, not like, copy and paste. Yeah, it's like, no, yeah, now yeah, Peter no. Parker's like, like, no, this is his own character. He has his own life, has his own stories to tell, and it interconnects with Spider-Man's world. Mm-hmm. Because if you've seen it in, Into the Spider-Verse, I don't have to give you the whole spew, but he, get his, he gets his powers from a spider, too. Because the spider that be, bits um, Spider-Man wasn't the only one that was created by Oscorp. No, no. And more got out, and one of them just happened to bite Miles. And the rest is like cinematic history. That's right. Because Spider-Verse, Into the Spider-Verse was one of the best animated movies, arguably of all time. Easily one of the best Spider-Man movies, if not the best Spider-Man if, yeah, movie. I mean, you know, you don't want to say it's the best Spider-Man movie, but you want anyone who watches it to know. Yeah, that yeah. it is. <laughs> I don't have to tell you. I'm going to let you come to that conclusion all on your own. And yeah, that's the boy Miles. Well, and, and with Miles, there's talk of him coming to the MCU. There's talk of, you know, him finally being introduced in a way that will show up in the Spider-Man movies. And if Tom Holland's contract runs up, at least he'll have another Spider-Person to, uh, exactly. to roll with. Because Miles was already um, more or less Easter egg drop into the first one, Spider-Man Homecoming. Because Donald Glover, see how it comes full circle, uh-huh. play Aaron. And who's Aaron? Aaron's actually the Prowler, who is Miles' uncle. In the comic book, and even Donald Glover says, "Yo, I got a nephew that lives around here. I don't need these guns on the streets." So they already set up the possibility of that said nephew being Miles. How many years down the line, when Marvel decides to pick up that thread and run with it? Right, and apparently not not too many. They're they're looking at some uh, different options, especially with Miss Marvel coming into play on the TV show. It's only a matter of time before they create their own champion series. Exactly, and they already gave us the five year blip. So he could easily be 15 right now if they want to, or 17, because we never knew how old he was pre-blip. We could talk about Miles all day, but there is one creator that I do want to touch on before we uh, go any too too much further, and that is Ta-Nehisi Coates, and he, uh, man, this guy, this guy. He's good. uh, He, he, uh... He started in comic books on volume six, six of Black Panther, so issue like 166 to 171 around 2016. And he started with a, a nation under our feet, which kind of went back to redefine what um, Wakanda was, what it stood for, yeah. and what could it could be used for. A lot of people were like, okay, you got a black guy writing uh, Black Panther, of course. What they didn't expect, I guess, <laughs> uh, well, for me, what, what a lot of, what I saw, a lot of white people didn't expect, but got, was a Black Panther story that they were suddenly needing to read. Yes, it was good. It definitely <laughs> dives more into the foundation of mm-hmm. Wakanda. And that's one of people's critiques uh, I would say about the movie was like they didn't show enough of the nation itself, of the cities. But his um, run on Black Panther it went back to the past. It gave you like the origins of yes. the five tribes. It lets you know how that government was structured and kind of how you see other people's roles outside of Black Panther when it comes into running Wakanda. And then he then he also write the Rides of Wakanda like little mini series as well. Uh, so he wrote um, it was Black Panther and the Crew and World of Wakanda. Okay, so there was one called Rise of Wakanda, which fleshed out more of the background. Yeah, team, yeah. Not just T'Challa, but his father too, to his build up. It definitely went into more of the history of, who, of the different leaders who have been through there. Yes, and speaking of that, the Crew that was a fun book. I'm sad it got canceled because the Crew consisted of Black Panther, Storm, Luke Cage. Um, Misty Knight. Misty Knight, and was it Eden? Yeah, I think it was Eden. 
Eat it, who, yeah. Uh, he's or, a tele- or manifold. It's both, actually. It could be either. Yes. But he's a teleporter. He's so underused, but he's actually uh, Australian. Yes, Aborigine, because yeah. he's um, Gateway's um, son. Yes, yeah, right. And depending on how you want to count that, is as as, 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 as as natives of Australians. <laughs> as natives of Australians. <laughs> Aborigines. Aboriginals. Yes. Unless, depending on how you want to count it, Aboriginals are also black as well. Oh yeah, of course. Because that's because Aboriginal means what in Australian like weird or um, it's something that's disrespectful because there was the native people there, but they decided to call them a word. Well, it's like it, it's similar <laughs> to uh, how Eskimo is a derogatory term, but we didn't know that for a long. Or time. Or like how Indians. Yeah, uh, yeah, because we we aren't Indians. Yeah, you're native. <laughs> So it's like one of those weird things. Oh, <laughs> basically, it means like bef- from from before they were uh, colonized or um, what's a better way of putting it? Uh, civilized. <laughs> the pre-uncivilized people. Oh, the pre- <laughs> savages. Kind of like it's savages. Yeah, it's it's another word for yeah. Yeah, But um, Black Panther and the crew was like a nice little recon of. A story that said in Harlem about a group of black superheroes that had an encounter with T'Chaka, Black Black Panther's father. Fast forward to the present day, that last um, leader of that crew dies. So there's a murder mystery that Storm brings in T'Challa in to help try to figure that out when they reform their own crew. Uh Because underneath that all... Black Panther, Storm, Luke Cage, and even like Blade and other black superheroes come together for various missions, not just be like, yo, let's do some black shit together. Like, yo, this is going on. Let's work on this together. Exactly, yeah. So that was cool to see that and have a more, a little more unity and synergy amongst the African-American characters in the Marvel book, too. Well, and, and one of the things I really enjoy that ta Coates has been doing recently and is still on is Captain America. Word. Kind of he's going, right. Damn, he got a full plate. He's got a full plate, and he's he's in charge of Captain America and everything Steve Rogers at the moment. Which <laughs> people were pissed before about Sam Wilson having the shield, and now that you've got Tana Hesse Coates writing Black or Captain America, people don't know what to do. Steve Rogers, Captain Steve America? Rogers, yeah, Captain yeah. America. Because yeah. back in the day, because um, you're familiar with Wolverine, Weapon X actually stands for Weapon Ten, and mm-hmm. the first weapon was Steve Rogers, Captain America. Yes. But before that, mm-hmm. like many things in this country, before they tested the super soldier serum on a white man, they pulled some Tuskegee experiment shit with a bunch of black individuals mm-hmm. and more or less prisons, kind of like what they did with Luke Cage. So they tested the serum on a dude by the name of Isaiah. I can't think of his first name off the top. And he turned into the first Captain America. Then it was like, all right, so this shit worked. Now we're going to take it and give it to our real soldiers. Mm-hmm. And Isaiah's grandson, that's who ends up being Patriot and Young Avengers. So, uh, later down the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little fun fact. So if you haven't had a chance, please pick up the new Captain America. Read it. It, it deals with uh, so many cool storylines that expand throughout the whole uh, of Marvel Universe as it is right now. And it's not so in-your-face... Um, like, hey, racism's bad. It's just like, hey, maybe the government shouldn't be trusted. Hey, yeah. uh, maybe killed, things aren't what you think they are. The government did kill, like, two presidents. So <laughs> yeah, you know, so... <laughs> uh, so, uh, as we're getting closer to the end of uh, this episode, this is just for the Marvel one. Next week, we'll be talking about DC. Yes, we will. I don't know if you guys have seen it. The, the future so far of what we've seen with Marvel, there's a lot more characters of color. There's a lot yes. more going forward where it's not just people of color having to be sidekicks or referred to as lesser. They're they're really rising up, and it, I mean, as always with X Men being the you know 
analog for civil rights, for trans rights, for the underdog, for anyone, them saying, hey, we're here. We're powerful. We are our own people. Exactly. And that's the thing, too. Like, I'm glad you brought that up because even when it comes the gay characters and black characters, the X-Men have the most in, like, comic books. Because I was just reading down all the black X-Men mutants that I could just think off the top. So you got Storm, Bishop, Frenzy, Okoye, yep. Maggot, Cinch, Celia Reyes, Prodigy, Gentle. That's eight alone. Fuse as well. Fuse, which one was Fuse? Fuse was in the most recent West Coast Avengers dating uh, oh, Kate Bishop. Oh, Kate Bishop. And he, he can, like, anything, yeah, anything he can touch, anything he touches, yeah. he can uh, become that. So he should be on Krakoa, too. He should be on Krakoa. See, so that's eight right there, the all mutants. Then we want to talk about the age. Uh, then if we want to talk about the LGBTQs, plus respect, you have, like, North Star. Mm-hmm. My Bobby boy Drake. Bo- my boy Bobby Drake. Then you also have Bling right now. Mm-hmm. Um, off the top, ooh, oh, I boom boom. I think is boom boom. Yeah. She might go both ways. Then again, that's what boom right. boom does. Yeah. Um, um, and then you've also got uh, not not a mutant, but um, Miss uh, is it Miss America. Oh, um, uh, America um, Sanchez. Amer- yes, America Sanchez. Oh, but then you also or have Chavez. Chavez, America Chavez. But then you also have Destiny and Mystique too, that's which right. are lovers. Yeah. Yes. So there's a lot of that repeti- representation in there. Then also you had um, Gray that- Malkin. Gray Malkin and Darwin was a couple, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the Ultimate Colossus and North Star were actually. And, and, and Darwin, well. so Darwin's got that, that whammy, double whammy, because he's a person of color, he's a yes. mutant, and he's also. Um, and I'm going to count on uh, Mim too. Uh, what you call it? Monet. Oh yeah, Monday, no one Saint, as well. Yeah. Um, what is it? Saint Clair, Saint Croix, Saint Croix. Yeah, she's from my island. She counts. <laughs> Man, the X Men holds it down for everybody. But the thing is, there it's not it's not in your face. It's not like here's a character who's yeah. gay, and now you have, you talk to be a gay book. But it's like okay, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. And Bobby Bobby Drake's Ice Man book was yeah, amazing. Bobby, yeah, like, three years ago. Oh, yeah. more than three years ago, man. Bobby's been gay for no, no, now. no, 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 no. Four or five. He got gay I was on say six years ago. Steve Rogers. What's that? Damn. Then Bendis come on six years ago. came on about six years ago. Yes. Bendis was six years ago. Yeah. yeah all right. Time yeah. flies, guys. Thank We're God old. he's gone. We're getting old. <laughs> <laughs> but no. But that's one of the things too, because Bobby's initial run of his solo comic was more or less the "Hey, Bobby, I'm gay. I'm coming out" book. Right. And you know what? It, it was fun. Which for is what okay. It was. it was super fun for what it was. Which was okay too, because. One of the favorite um, lines is like he was coming out, like texting everybody, talking about how he was gay, and he said something to Johnny Storm. Johnny Storm's like, word, but yeah. <laughs> it'll never work. Or like, it was like he made some type of hot pun, and like he was like, yeah, and like, Bobby's like, really? Really? Yeah. Like, but, but when you read, like, of course Johnny said that shit. But all that to say is these, <laughs> I, these topics used to be hot button topics. People of color being on the main, like, front, the front page being the big heroes. Wasn't a thing before, but we're slowly changing to where I don't know if it's the if it's the fact that it because this is all fictional, people are okay with it, or if we're starting to learn as a people that hey, it takes all different sorts to make this work. Word. And speaking of um, newer black characters, there was a character created by Kevin Gro- created by Kevin Grivro, and his name is the Blue Marvel, one of my favorite oh, just newer characters as well. And just a little bit about his story. Um, just a little bit about his background, his origin. He came out in a five-part miniseries, I want to say circa 2012, mm-hmm. 13-ish. And you come to find find out, which Marvel kind of does loosely, like he was like one of their first prominent superheroes in mm-hmm. in that universe, like kind of what they did with the Sentry. 
So he was the big guy, the main superhero. kind of like their Superman, but he was fully clothed. Then one day he had this altercation, I want to say, with the antimatter man. Yep, yep. Then you come to find out, like, his costume ripped. Then you can see some of his face and some of his skin that he was black. And this took place in the 60s. JFK was president. And basically, mad motherfuckers freaked out. And JFK had to talk to the other... Um, Leaders of the government and shit, and basically they decided to bring in Blue Marvel and be like, "Hey, we thank you for your service. What you do is a great service, but we gonna need you not to be a hero anymore because <laughs> the world is not ready to find out that the most powerful being on the planet is a black man." Oh yeah, no, it, it, it would have driven driven them mad. Exactly, because his powers. Well, he's basically a living um, antimatter engine. So, okay. yeah, whatever he wanted to do, he could blow up the moon. He could punch the moon, shoot energy blasts, and he was smart as shit because he was a Just he was a professor. Is... He's like on par with Reed Richards. To oh Shaolin wait, Blue Bar- Wait, is he in? Uh, fuck, what was that? The he's ultimate. the ultimate. Yeah, 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 that guy. Whenever Air Galactus like becomes, yeah. becomes a like a life bringer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Air Brashear. and he has also had this dope ass relationship with Neymar because Neymar was like, oh, so you're back. For how long? That's how long right. until they punk you out again? Because he basically told him, retire or we're going to have to find a way to destroy you. But then I was like, how would you? But So he's basically retired and just became a college professor instead of being a superhero and saving lives no matter what. He because did come into play with Heroes for Hire for a while. Yeah, because he was part of the Mighty Avengers during that mm-hmm. weird time. Yeah. After, I think it was Secret Wars 2. Yes, it was. And they brought Blade into that too. Because mm-hmm. he was, he was Ronin, Ronin and, yeah. Yes. And he got uh, with Mer- uh, Monica Rambeau. Which is um, the second Captain Marvel by Photon and Spectrum multiple yes. times, and they expanding on her powers in the Ultimate series too, right. which is dope. But then Blue Marvel came out of retirement because because of anti anti matter man came back, and anti matter man was also his best friend in that's the right, Navy. That's right. That's right. And his best friend was a white dude, so it's like, yo, you black, I don't care, you black, we boys, we serving yes, the greater right. good in the Navy. Let's do our thing, and shit happen. Fast forward, and now he's back um, out there saving the day. And I really look forward to seeing him in the MCU because they're all be about so cool they yeah, they're all in. about diversifying the characters. Give us a character that's always already been established and bring him in. And if I had to pick somebody to play him, Will Smith. Will Smith actually is not a bad choice for Blue Marvel. Yes. Huh. Yes. See, you know who I would have went with. But you already have him cast for Magneto. I, I like him as Magneto or Charles Denzel. Yeah. But then again, fuck it. Make because it Denzel. if you kind of go with the Michael Douglas approach where it's an older Ant-Man and older Hank Pym. Yes. And you've got an older Adam Brashier. Yes. That, reminds me of, I like that. There's also like Goliath. Oh, Black Goliath. Yeah, okay. Martin Bill, Lord, Bill, not uh, Martin Lawrence. Lawrence Bill Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne yeah, and Bill uh, Foster. Bill Foster, yeah. 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 Which his kid apparently was another Goliath later on in the series, so. Yeah, did anything happen with that? Because I know they were setting him up, but I didn't think. We didn't see No pun intended. Before. I didn't see anything big happen with him. That's hilarious. Word. Right. Right. <laughs> I wasn't trying to, but words I, mean something. Speaking <laughs> of, uh, like, black actors in the MCU, though, it reminds me of in the Ultimate Universe, there's uh, Nick Fury. Who was yeah. modeled after Samuel L. Jackson. Right. And then in the movies, he's like, I'm playing him. Yeah, no, I'm, right. I'm playing him. Which yeah. was fantastic. <laughs> right. No offense to <laughs> David Hasselhoff, but... Uh, we, Hasselhoff we, has had his time in the sun. We, we need our black Nick Fury. That's right. right. It works. Too much so time great. Nobody will respect white Nick Fury now. No, not night. now. Are you kidding me? Him trying to tell all these superpowered people <laughs> what to do? You need someone with authority. <laughs> <For real. laughs> Phil Coulson was stern and did what he did, but he still yeah. got killed. 
Yes, and yeah. they still haven't brought him back because he went to TV land. That's true. Feige does not fuck with the TV land. Feige does not fuck with TV. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's go ahead and close it out today. Um, guys, I guess, you know, last question I have for you as we go around, obviously, where can people find you, anything you want to plug? But out of the characters we talked to today, which one stands out to you the most and uh, for what reason? Randy, where can the people find you? Anything you want to plug? And uh, which Marvel character of color stands out the most to you? Um, so... You can find me at <laughs> <laughs> every time it's a new phone number or some shit. Six two three area code six two three nine one one. The one is silent. The one is silent. Uh, no. So you can't really find me anywhere, I guess. So, but anyways, I guess the one that. Uh, Sticks sticks out to me the most. I think, like as of right now, is probably Miles Morales. Yes, because I think he has such potential to become such a huge character. I mean, uh, Into the Spider Verse was might be the, the best Marvel movie in general. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, it's it, animated, no. but it's not just animated. Like it's animated it's still a movie. so well. It's exactly. not. It's, it's not like a Pixar so animation. Well. Yeah. It's, it's its own individual. Like, anyways, it got uh, its own flavor. I think that's definitely a character to watch out for. I mean, if you got your whatever his first appearance is, like hold on to that shit, you know, because mm-hmm. the sequel's gonna come out like next year, right? No, like we probably years get from now, at least two more years. It got pushed back, yeah, because it, it takes back. so long to do all that. And, animation and I think they're trying to do like a Spider Gwen or a Spider Woman centric uh, Spider Verse movie beforehand too, before we get like oh, okay. Miles and all of them back, because they kind of hitting that that at the end of, end of the Spider Verse mm-hmm. when Gwen's like, "Hey, Miles," I'm like, "Oh shit." Okay, uh, Ross, what about you? Uh. Usually, only everywhere Roscoe Tinkoya. Um, I'm gonna have to piggyback after after everybody as usual. Uh, yeah, Miles has mad potential, but uh, I'm gonna go with Blade just because of what we're going to begin with the future content of the MCU, mm-hmm. and I want to see how that's gonna come out with uh, an older Blade. Yeah, no, and a younger Blade. Even though Wesley Snipes was wasn't that much older than Marshall Ali at this stage. But he's probably, Marshall Ali is probably a lot less crazy. Marshall Ali is going to have two MCU characters. Yeah. 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 Copperhead <laughs> and yeah. Blade. Uh, Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth. Yeah. Yes. And Blade. And Blade. That That's, mm, that's Chris very Evans. Uh, Chris Evans of him. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it'd be interesting too because they did plan on dropping that Daughter of Blade book a couple years back, but they scrapped that. So I wonder if they're going to try to bring that back up when Blade gets his re mm-hmm. reinsurgence because they already brought him into Avengers. So anytime you start bringing in these C-list, oh, D-list yeah, characters you know. in the Avengers book, they gearing them up for a big screen release. So that's why a lot of people was like, all right, Blade got to be coming. Why else would they put him on Avengers? Same thing with Ghost Rider. Same thing Because they had Rider. the Ghost Rider Hulu series that was in the worst, but then that got scrapped. So it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see how that goes. Kelsey, what about you? Um, Kels for show, Snapchat, Instagram, you know, find me on Facebook. Here Mondays, um, comic book store on Saturdays, Escape Velocity. So, um, yeah, you know this usual spiel. New Year, same Greer. I already said that before, but you're going to hear it again. But um, the character I'm looking forward to seeing the most from going on. Shit, I might just sit you with a double whammy. I might go with the king and queen of Wakanda because Black Panther 2... Is coming out in a couple of years. Storm it has doesn't have to be, but it'd be nice for her to pop up there. And then with the X Men 
on the cusp of entering the MCU. I know she's going to start getting a big push, mm-hmm. and she's already doing her thing in the X Men books. And she's my one of my favorite superheroes of all time, so I'm always looking for more Storm related and things. And also putting her in two would give us a slow entrance of the X Men. Yes, because a lot of people are speculating that Marvel, what they did with like Hawkeye, Black Widow, and other characters in the movies, place them in things outside of their normal wheelhouse. To get you familiar with them, just to like, show boom. you their face, so exactly. that way it's not just thrown at you. Exactly. So what's what? What's an? There's no other better way to introduce Storm than into Black Panther two. Um, plus, I heard it might be Doom and Namor. Oh, if, I heard it might be called Two Kings. So we get two kings. Okay, that could work out. And also, Black Panther. Te- Black Panther takes place in Africa. I already mentioned the Shadow King earlier, so that could be a little Easter egg, you know, a little sprinkling of his involvement into that as well. And we also could see, or at least see T'Challa meet Storm in a flashback without actually meeting the adult Storms till maybe like a Black Panther 3. So that'd be interesting to see how they do that. What about you, Dave? Uh, for me, um, you can find me on Facebook, Daniel Rojas, Instagram, Blue Morpho, one word, where the O's are zeros. Um, any plugs I have? Uh, just the one in my ass right now. But uh, as far as the, the characters that <laughs> we've talked about today. <laughs> I knew he was full of shit. Ah, well, it's not coming out until I get someone to pull it out. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> as far as the characters we talked about today. The one that I, I, I really appreciate, not the Golden or Silver Age Falcon, but the Falcon that had to take the shield and all the shit that America threw at him, that's the Falcon that stands out the most to me. Mm. Because not only was he doing what he knew was right, even though everyone was coming against him, he still believed in his friend, and he still believed in the mission of the... He believed in the country, the people of the country, and the beliefs of, you know, like, what created this, that we were a free people, that we were a people who were diverse, instead of what the hatred is about it, you know? Just like Steve, the original Steve Rogers. Exactly. It's very relevant to today's <laughs> politics and all that shit. Well, and yeah. Steve Rogers always said it. He's always believed in the American dream. But he doesn't fight for any president. He doesn't fight for, you know, the right. sake of the, you know, yeah. like a country or country. nationalism. Yeah. But that belief, that dream, that's what he always fights for. Because the country for. is the people. And Sam fought for the same thing. He doesn't so. fight exactly. for, like, the government. No. Exactly. And I think we're going to get some of that touched in on uh, this new series. Because there's uh, talks of U.S. agent, another Captain America type who comes oh, yeah. in well, and is like, I'm Captain America. You're not. You're obviously not Captain America. Yes, yeah, U.S. agent. And then because he's um, there's another dude that used to roll with a black guy. He's going to pop up in that shit, too. I forgot what his name was. Night Thrasher. Not Night Thrasher, <laughs> no. He's coming because they're about to get a new Warriors comic book. So Night Tra- Thrasher would be back in that. But no, I can't think of his name off the top. I want to call him some shit like. It was another America punk, but I can't think of that shit off, off the top right now. But also, big ups to Sam Wilson for making out with Jane Foster Thor. Oh that was a little God. thing, too. Well, that was a huge moment, except now we've got Thor and Hulk fucking. Yes. So that's throwing comic book fans on their heads all the yes. time. <laughs> um, I think that's going to do us for today. But, Kelsey, we do have an announcement. What's that? You and I uh, should probably let the people know we are sadly no longer going to be joined by TJ as a regular host. Oh, yes. Wait. He's off to do some work. Uh, You know, you can find out more about that nowhere because uh, he's very secretive if you've listened to the show at all. Um, We do have a new co-host coming in. But you're always here in our hearts, our spirits, and our shadows. This show is what it is today because of what we did with TJ, but also because we keep going forward. 
Exactly. And in going forward, we have our new host. She will be on next week. She will be here from going forward. Uh, you may have heard her on a previous episode or on the spinoff show. Yo, where the captions at? Yes, episode zero. But her name is Michelle, and she is See. taking TJ's spot. She will be working with us, and we're excited to see where the future takes us. Today, we leave you with Kame House Rules by Equimini. They're a local group, and uh, man, they've got some really good stuff. Make sure you check them out. We'll have a link below, as always. And there's going to be a playlist on the uh, Yo or the Captions at uh, Facebook page. Make sure you check that out for some Spotify uh, links. As always, folks, thank you so much for listening. Um, we're excited to go forward with this, doing more series-based for you, and kind of changing up some stuff. Be on the lookout later on this month for Space Pirate Radio. It's been delayed a little bit, but it is still coming to you. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time. And as always... There can only be one chum bucket. Yes, guys. And also, it's Black History Month. Don't be history. Make it. And stay on canon, y'all. Learn well. Live well. Eat well. Sleep well. Live in a certain way so you can give them hell. We ain't no fools. We got the tools and we living by the coming house rule. Learn well, live well, eat well, sleep well, live in a certain way so you can give them hell. We ain't no fools, we got the tools and we living by the coming house rule. Yeah, we're living by the coming house rule. I'm so high, King Kai, on my own planet. Seven point like capsule corpse, no we fucking planned it. I'm so sly, feel fly, that's how I ran it. Smoking joints with fighting force, I'm as solid as granite. Wolfang fist ya, never ever missed ya You're just pissed cause I never ever dissed ya She just kissed me, I'm on the list See, a VIP from 7P Talking DBC, quick with the one, two, three I need more for sure Chilling on the shore of Kami Island Screaming, I win, I'm in heaven Blasting past the 7-Eleven Reveling about Universe 7 Back when they beat 11 And all the others, where were you? Did you stand by your brother? Seven point like the Z fighters, no crew tighter. We'll take you higher, spitting that fire. Reach for your desire, try to inspire. When times are dire, like Master Roshi, you'll get to know me. We can be homie. Learn well, live well, eat well, sleep well. Live in a certain way so you can give them hell We ain't no fools, we got the tools and we Living by the coming house rule Learn well, live well, eat well, sleep well Live in a certain way so you can give them hell We ain't no fools, we got the tools and we Living by the coming house rule Yeah, we're living by the coming house rule Super Saiyan sprayer when I'm slanging All these syllables Kamehameha with the flow Yeah, it's unequivocal Seven point is not your average No, we ain't typical Like cell games when we on stage The proportions are mythical Wrist drips and gold like freezer cold Yeah, I'm 20 below Looking fly in purple clothes I'm hella fresh like Piccolo What you know, yo? Namek shoes, what's those brown bottoms? Super sky top, cold weather, ho Yeah, I fucking got em. My demeanor is meaner and greener than the Grinch Why they tryna take a mile when you only give an inch? Kill that fucking beat, revive it with the Senzu beat Cook you up with the heat, yeah, I got the fucking
fucking recipe Train any way I can Release that latent potential Watch out for seven point We got those commie house credentials Kicking back, we're taking our time To master all the essentials Gonna build up an empire With the worth like Capsule Corp Learn well, live well, eat well, sleep well Living a certain way so you can give them hell We ain't no fools, we got the tools and we Living by the coming house rule Learn well, live well, eat well, sleep well Living a certain way so you can give them hell We ain't no fools, we got the tools and we Living by the coming house rule Yeah, we're living by the coming house rule